Welcome to the Work Talk Lift Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Lee, and today we've got a special co-host today, Sarah Cho. Hi, thanks for having me back. I'm so excited. Now she's joining us as a co-host. Now, today is the season finale of the Mental Health Series. Bum, bum, bum. It, I know, it's so exciting, and we had to do something so special for our guests that we had invited an up-and-coming artist by the name of Gatton. Gatton, thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. So just a brief overview of today's podcast. We'll be talking about Gatton's music and how it sheds light and educates listeners on and about mental health. So as a new avid listener who's now a new fan, and for the audience members that don't know who you are, can you just give them a brief background of yourself? Yeah, totally. So the artist thing for me started about two years ago. I just graduated college actually in August and it started my, the end of my sophomore year. Um, it was kind of after this super painful season of a lot of loss for me. Um, I lost pretty much anything that I tied my identity to, which was uh, multiple best friends and a girlfriend and um, a lot of different opportunities. And after that, it kind of cultivated in me an urgency and a drive to learn how to find something beautiful out of the painful situations. And from that came my first EP, which was When Scars Book of Art, which came out November 2018. And that was, what's so interesting is when I wrote that, I was in California for a month and I was just in this really painful season and I was writing and I, this song meant so much to me as writing it as, as I was writing it. But I remember thinking like, oh, I don't have a title yet. I don't know what I want it to be, what, what I want this overall concept to be. And I just kind of flippantly wrote, I was like, oh, when scars become art, I guess maybe that'll work. Um, and what started out to be so flippant and just like kind of disposable became somewhat of the anthem of my life, which was cultivating artwork out of every scar and finding beauty out of every painful situation. So that was the start of the brand. And then as time went on, I, I became very curious of other people's situations and stories and seeing how people also created artwork out of their scars and how people found beauty in their pain. And so I interviewed about 75 people in about a year, um, really just fascinated. I was curious and fascinated by people's um, journeys and how they, you know, learn to rise above their circumstances and, and make something great of themselves. And so from that came kind of the new brand, which is we as human beings are more the same than different. And what I mean by that is, though we have different upbringings and we have different walks of life and we look different and we have different goals and interests, at the end of the day, we all long to love and to be loved and to belong. And I think that if you can really grasp that concept and let it shift your perspective and your mindset, it can create so much space for things like empathy and forgiveness and it can really bring about unity in a culture where I think a lot of unity lacks. And so the goal right now and the anthem of my life is just to remind people and make people aware of the fact that we as human beings are more the same than different. And I do that in everything that I create artistically and photo shoots that I do and the songs that I write, everything that I do is to further that concept. We as human beings are more the same than different. That's great. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. So diving more into your songs. Yeah, so I see that in a lot of your songs, they seem to focus on or stem from the personal experiences, as you have said before. 
yeah. um, going through the motions, and it seems as though you're narrating, you know, every chapter of your life through these songs. Mm-hmm. Um, there are two specific songs I would like to just focus on and talk about okay. that really stuck out for me as well. In your song, They Just Exist, I can see that the subjects within the song are you and a they. For example, you sing, while there's blue in the sky every day, but all they want to see is the gray. You kind of compare your outlook on life to their outlook on life. Can you tell us who they are? Is it a person? Is it a negative emotion or thought? Yeah, great question. So that song, actually, there's kind of a story behind that song. I was out of this kind of painful season that I was coming from, I was entering into this season of healing and of restoration. And I was really working on my writing and trying to be observant of just everything around me. And one of the best pieces of advice that I'd gotten as a songwriter was to cultivate songwriting as a mindset. So in everything that you do, every place that you go, every conversation that you have, find a song in it. So I was on a walk one day and I'm just walking the park and I was kind of just being very observant around me and looking at different people and all that stuff. And I'm looking up at the sky and I was like, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful and blue. And the next person that I see when I look down is someone in all gray, head to toe. And I look kind of all around me and everyone's either on their phone or there was like a couple that passed me that was complaining about who knows what. Everybody just looked annoyed and in a bad mood. It was at this park. And I remember thinking like, there is blue aka there is something to there's blessing or there is something to rejoice about every single day and yet all some people are going to see is the bad and all people are going to see is just to complain and um for me i was like i see beauty in every life every single person's life and every single thing in this life i see you can find beauty in but until a life is gone basically meaning like but until someone dies they're not going to appreciate the life that's right there and so for me it was just this like Overall, it kind of, it's funny because it's kind of like a, like hip hop fun bop, but it really was a very like negative song kind of. I was just like, y'all are just going to exist all day long and I'm going to actually live basically is what I was saying. And it was a, this frustrating season, but I've learned over time, you know, people are often just doing the best that they can. But that song definitely came out of like, there's just something about the beauty of this life where pain and joy and love and loss and beauty and scars and all of that just somehow harmoniously exist and somehow people are just going to you know exist and not fully live to their potential so that's kind of where that came from okay well so that basically answered the next question we were going to ask you about the (laughs) no no no, it's fine but about the idea that they just exist as you answered yeah basically just overall it was just saying like to, one of my favorite quotes is to live is the rarest thing in the world most people just exist which is from a poet oscar wilde in the 1800s and um he yeah he's i think it's so true like to live is the a lot of people are only just floating and on their phones 24 7 are just looking for things to complain about but to truly live is very rare and i don't think everybody does that wow as a new avid listener like that just hits me i think at first, the first song that really I got into you, it was um, Not Enough. And that really hit me. And I just, the transition through the middle of the song is so beautiful, right? Because it becomes I Am Enough. And oh. like it's, it's the whole arc of the, of the journey. And you take us through it. And at first, you see that pain. You see that suffering. And then you always have this moment of, 
okay, there's gonna be beauty out of this, you know? Mm. At the end of the tunnel, there's light. And, like, I got so emotional. Like, I got teary-eyed. Like, and I really felt that song. And now that you, like, all there's, like, every little artistic, like, um, like, input that you put in. Like, you said the Oscar Wilde quote. And, like, just people, like, floating around and actually living are two different things. And... Mm. You just told us about all the suffering that you went through and you turned that suffering into something beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. You turn into art, you turn into music, you turn into photography. And yeah. when did it just snap to you because you finally hit rock bottom and then you're like, there's no way lower I can go. I can only go up from here. So you're like, I'm gonna strive for the best. Like what happened, especially in your moments of like being vulnerable? Yeah, that's a good question. First of all, thank you for your kind words. I appreciate that. That not enough was one of my, that was kind of a outcry too of just, I think everybody has been through that situation where like they can do as much as they possibly can. Like I loved you, held you, showed my world was you. Like to one specific person, like everything that I did was was for you. And yet somehow it still wasn't enough. And I think that that, that song was a recognition of like, oh, it's not, I'm not the problem. And not that even they're the problem, but I think they were just always going to be not satisfied and I was never going to provide them with what they needed. And so, yeah, the end triumphant thing on that song was just like, oh, hold on a second. I think I am enough. Like, I think I think I really do have what it takes. And, and just because I wasn't enough for you doesn't mean I'm not enough as a human. Um, but that was a great question. Yes, I, I think it was the rock bottom thing like you were talking about. I think I got to a place where you know, for me, I recognize one of the biggest blessings of my life was the people that have overlooked me and was the people that have told me I wasn't enough. That's like been the, some of the most amazing things that have happened to me because it forced me to look inside myself and recognize, okay, is my worthiness and enoughness based off of other people's opinions? Or can I just find it within myself that I am? And so to me, I'm like, go through heartbreak. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, get heartbroken or fall a thousand times. One of my biggest inspirations ever is Brene Brown. And she, she's an author and she just talks a lot about how if you are doing anything significant in this life, you're going to fall and you're going to fall hard. And the higher you get, the, the lower the fall or the harder the fall. And so for me, I think you just had to embrace that and recognize like failure isn't a person, it's a thing. So you're not a failure because you fail. Um, but you can have failures. And so for me, I, there's just a lot of learning and it it was that rock bottom thing of like, okay, somehow, some way, I remember one of a conversation that I had with somebody who just absolutely tore me to shreds, um, and, and broke everything that I was. One of our last conversations before we had like a full blown falling out was really cold and really painful. And I remember walking away and thinking, I either have the option to let this break me, which it already has, and just wallow in self-pity and regress, or I have the option to create something out of this. And so I think it's um, learning to seek wisdom and seek, you know, like get to know people's stories and ask questions and be like, how did you do this? That's for me, what's changed so much is asking people questions and interviewing them. And like you guys are doing, just learning from other people, which is so awesome. And just learning, like, how did you overcome this? Because if you can overcome this, then I definitely can overcome this. If you've been, you know, if you've been through something that's ten times more painful than I've ever been through, and you still have a smile on your face, then I got it too. 
And so it's just surrounding yourself with people that are better than you and people that have been through painful situations um, and learning and listening as much as you possibly can. And, and yeah, but I, I agree. And what you asked was the rock bottom thing. And it's definitely that. I think a lot of people have to get there before they can really truly learn and become who they're meant to become. Uh, kind of switching gears a little bit away from your music but more on like the art aspect of your photography now that you mentioned it like like you said before it's go through the heartbreak it's beautiful you know and and i strongly believe that in this life we're defined by not the success that we achieve but how much how many scars we have how many sufferings that we have endured in this life mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. to finally reach the end goal and the beauty and in your photography, I some of the expressions are like serious. Some of them are melancholy, right? But they're very beautiful, like photographs, right? And that kind of like yeah. now that I think about it, it, it kind of reminds me like in your art, you kind of see the pain that they went through. If you really look into your subject's eyes, which really shine out, right? And in your photography, like you can see what they've gone through personally, right? But they look beautiful, right? It's artistic, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. And I think you're showing that in their suffering will come beauty and they are beautiful in their suffering as well, as well as their success. And I like, because you went through that, that opened your eyes. And like you said, you're, you're surrounding yourself with those people. And when did you first discover like that you can find that out through art? Was it just through that time of suffering that you went through or was it always with you? Um, that's a good question. I think it was always within me in the sense that I have a lot of, there's a lot of creative, um, just genes in my family. And so I think I always had an interest in all that stuff, but I really do think it started. I think a lot of my life actually started after the heartbreak, um, because I really stepped into who I was meant to be. And so one misconception, actually, let me just clarify this. Um, I am not a photographer. I'm a creative director. And so I do every, basically my, what I do is I do every single thing, but actually take the pictures. So I get all the models together. I do the posing, the, just the overall concept. I do the location. I, the outfits, I provide all the outfits, all that kind of stuff. And I work with a lot of photographers. Um, and so that it's, people always make a joke. They're like, you should just, you know, learn photography. That's the one thing you don't do. You do everything else, um, which is valid. I should. Um, but basically I, yeah, I've learned along the way. That's kind of the point is to get people to have this, just a reverent feel in general, a still reverent, like, let's just focus on the details of the human being. And normally the cultivating of the, my brand is in these photo shoots, which is like more the same than different. So I get a lot of different people who have often never met each other before and who probably will never be together again from different walks of life, dancers and singers and therapists and and professors and all that kind of stuff. And I put them in the same color for like two hours and just watch how differently they portray it, but also watch them connect and, and find like shared humanity in you know just two hours of making art together. And so a lot of them connect afterwards and become friends afterwards and all that kind of stuff, which is like my favorite thing. Um, I just love connecting people, but that is the overall thing with that. Um, I think that, it has always been in me, but I think I really could not unlock it until I went through the heartbreak and until I 
was still enough. And I think I was just before all the heartbreak and loss, I was just go, 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 go. And I just wasn't even taking time to like look around me and be observant. And now I think I've grown up a little bit and learned like to take time to ask questions and get to know people's stories and love on people and focus on humanity in general. Um, and I think that's really helped me further my career is just to like really care about people and get to know their stories. And so I definitely think it's always been in me, but I think it really did take the pain first. Just, just a personal question. So the cover art for not enough, like the reimagined version, it's with yeah. you and the lamp. W- were you behind that? Yeah, that was me. Oh, so like, yeah. uh, let me know if I got it right. But when I saw that, I, I like, it made me like, think about it. And like, like we talked about the suffering thing. So it's like your head's kind of covered, right? So you're kind of like, mm-hmm. it seems like that person is ashamed, right? But then again, it's a lamp covering. So they are the light. So I, I think that's where the complexity comes if, I, if I'm correct about that. And that, like, that's yeah. at least what I received from it. Yeah, you are. I, I like to, that's a really good observation. It was kind of this, um, yeah, like a little combo of both like a juxtapos- juxtaposition between like, I'm ashamed I'm covering myself, but also like I'm working on myself under here. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm growing and there's like things forming like a light bulb kind of thing. And I often, um, my song Waves, I don't know if you guys have heard Waves. Um, it is, when I do Bodies of Water, it kind of like waves, for instance, have you guys seen the cover of that song or do you know that yeah. song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so basically that one was, it's upside down my head and like underwater, there's a, like a head underwater and then my head over water. And so the head underwater is what you kind of see first. And that was me just drowning in my own pain. And which is kind of what that song is, is like being surrounded by a body of water that once is like my tears basically. So like the lyrics in the song say like, well, the tears that I cried formed an ocean, an ocean that taught me how to swim against the current of your lies that said that I'm inadequate. So basically, like the ocean to me represents um, my tears and how at one point it was like the most painful thing, but actually became what like strengthened me. So it's like me surrounded by my pain that also became beauty. Um, And so normally when I do bodies of water like that, it's kind of this like, it's just like a vastness of it's reverent and it's simple, but it has so much meaning behind it. So yeah, the, the lampshade was definitely kind of what you touched on, which is awesome that you got that. Yeah, it's just ugh. like Sarah can like testify to that. Like just like, like all the art you produces like really makes us think. Mm-hmm. You know? mm. Yeah, thanks. And like, I think, I that. yeah, because a lot of us, like the music industry, at least from a listener's point of view, like it, I feel like it's very saturated and I feel like songs with lyrical meaning and like creativity, like that has been kind of like a lost form. Yeah. I know there's a renewal of it because like there's a lot more artists out there, but um, it's it's really hard to find, you know? Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah, I think that, you know, one of the greatest pieces of advice that I heard as like an artist or a creator or a leader is, um, I think it was Tony something. She was an author. I don't remember what her name was, but she passed away recently. And she was saying, like, she wrote the books that she wanted to read. So she was like, which is me. I'm like, I'm writing the songs that I want to listen to. And I'm creating the photo shoots that I want to see. I don't see them, so I want to make them. And I, sometimes I'm like, I don't really love the music I'm hearing, so let me write the songs that I want to listen to myself kind of thing. Which I think if you go into, if creatives go in that way, instead of just writing for what you think other people want to hear or whatever, like, 
I love lyrics. I love poems. I love just like lyricism and clever wording and all that stuff. So I'm like, I'm going to write the way I want to listen to something. And I think that was, it's really good advice. Um, sorry. Uh, I lost my question. I had, <laughs> oh, no, you're totally fine. I really wanted to ask you. It was, uh, oh, um, I think transitioning to faith. Like, we just wanted to ask, like, like, like you have uh, one song called uh, Nail, Nail Pierced Hands, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, yes. so when did, I think, religion really enter into you? Because, like, your music's true to who you are, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm assuming, obviously, you're, you're a man of faith, and, and religion also is very important to your life. So, like, when did that, like, really start to seep into your life where you wanted to make a song? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I've all, I grew up in a Christian home and I, it's always been a part of my life. And I think I did a lot of worship leading in college. Um, but I wanted something different in how I portrayed God. And I was like, I really want to be an artist that's a Christian, but not a Christian artist. I think there's a big difference. I think the moment you're a Christian artist, you're typecasted to one thing, you're held to a different standard, um, that's unrealistic. And I think that people automatically write you off and a lot of people that, you know, I could, I think I can reach more people by being an artist. that's a Christian, just personally for me, than a Christian artist. I think if you hear their Christian artist, you're like, Oh, well, you know, eh. like um, automatically, I think a lot of people are just like, eh, I don't have as much, I'm not going to even take the time to listen, but I, I sneak in a lot of faith aspects into my lyrics, into my music in general. Um, and it's been a huge part of my journey is just learning how to find like a delicate balance between not compromising my faith, not compromising me as an artist, um, and trying to deliver like Christian undertones and themes, but I don't want to be in your face and overbearing. It's really just been like this constant journey, but God has provided so much for me. He is it's insane. Just the amount of people, the amount of creatives um, and opportunities and just a lot of, uh, he's provided me a lot of tough love, which is what I've needed. I think you have to have tough love to get to, uh, to become like who you need to become. And he's provided me a lot of people who are willing to say no and who love me enough to like tell me when I'm wrong. Um, and so I mean, it's been a, the Lord has been a huge factor in this whole journey in general. And I'm working on just more ways to, I guess, portray him and portray like my walk with him because I started doing some come back to me as another one of my songs that was Christian. And then also why is kind of like a Christian themed, like cry out to the Lord. And um, I'm kind of working on just different ways that I can portray him more. Sorry, right before you ask the, the, uh, these two questions i cannot agree with that so much more and how thankful i am that you're doing that yeah. because um the i think portrayal of god and religion in general has been so i think like you said like typecasted in, in the tunnel vision yeah. especially like um with artists like you either have like no offense the chris tomlin hill song like right. genre and then and then that's it right and i, I was reading a book recently and it said that um it's also important to think about the attractiveness of faith mm -hmm. and making it appealing to other people because that's how you really spread the, your word and your happiness. 
And if people want to know what you went through, they'll be like, okay, what does he do? Like, we're asking you these questions. We want to find out. And you also turn to faith. So, like, that's something that yeah. listeners might want to try. And I think it's yeah. a beautiful way to, to just spread your message of just everything, even with God, too. And thank you so much for that. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. I think that's it's another one of those things where it's what I, what I want to see more is, like, artists that are Christians that are creative and cool and have like innovative ideas and stretch the limits artistically and the ambiguity. And you have to like search for what they, you know, I think a lot of people are just pretty straightforward and a little predictable. And so I'm just like, I want to be the artist that I want to listen to and that I want to see, which is a Christian artist who has like really cool ideas. who gets a lot of different people from a lot of different walks of life together and shows our shared humanity. So I kind of want to wrap up this session with just like two questions that kind of merge into one. So given that like what we've discussed, what is something that you really want your listeners and fans to learn about regarding mental health as well as everything that we have discussed during this podcast and through your music? And what is something you wish for in the future that your fans can learn from you and any last words of advice? Okay, that's a lot of questions. Um, First one, what do I can you repeat the first one again yeah so um given what we talked about on the podcast um what is something that you really want your listeners and fans to learn about regarding mental health through your music okay um I think it's a really good question I think that for me specifically in regards to mental health what has helped the most is giving myself permission to feel in general I think a lot of people think that suppression is the solution. And a lot of people think like, well, if I just move on and don't think about it, then that'll help. And I'm like, nope, you just got to exist in your pain. You have to literally sit. And it sounds like the worst thing ever. And it is. You have to sit in your pain and feel. Give yourself permission to be hurt. Give yourself permission to cry. Give yourself permission to be angry. And give yourself permission to be happy, joyous, whatever it is, whatever that emotion is. I think one of my favorite Brene Brown quotes is you can piss and moan as long as you do it with a little perspective. So you can complain, you can cry, you can weep, you can feel sorry for yourself, you can get mad, you can blame. But at the end of the day, the only thing you can control is how you respond to things and your attitude. So people can, I mean, we all have the option to be a victim. We do. Um, But I think only the real true leaders and uh, game changers and perspective shifters are the ones that learn to rise above every painful situation and become great out of it and only get better from that. So much easier said than done. That is not easy by any means. But I think that, you know, I could be a victim all day long. You guys, I'm sure could be a victim. I'm sure you've been through some stuff that, you know, we all have that option. But I think it's just a matter of, learning it's a matter of letting yourself feel don't suppress because i think suppression is just going to elongate your pain and it's going to come up later and it's going to come up 10 times worse later but it's just letting yourself feel and pissing and moaning with a little perspective and when it comes to actual mental health though i think seek help always never walk your journey alone so if it is bipolar if it is um, depression or anxiety whether it's clinical or circumstantial seek help therapists, counselors, doctors, medicine. I'm never against medicine for that kind of stuff. I think there's medicine for a reason. 
Um, I think just always, always, always seek help and never allow yourself to walk that journey alone. And at the same time, um, you know, just learn how to give yourself permission to feel and then also learn when to let go and move on. Because I have the tendency as a writer and a creative and a four on the Enneagram, I don't know if you guys are Enneagram people. Yeah. I have the, okay, nice. Um, I have the tendency to just wallow in self-pity and feel sorry for myself for way too long. And which makes a great song, I'll tell you. I mean, it really does. It helps me out in the artist realm, but sometimes you, I just have to tell myself, Gatton, you've cried about it. Oh, sorry. You've cried about it long enough. You've um, complained about it long enough. You've got to learn to let go and you've got to move on. So it's just really learning and seeking wisdom and guidance and discernment from other people. Um, but learning how to give yourself permission and to move on. Um, the next question was, can you remind me what the next question was? Yeah. Um, so any last word, I mean, just to wrap it up, uh, like you, you told us like these key important things. Um, Mm -hmm. if it's cool, can I just add a question? Yeah. Yeah. So I like, you're so true to yourself and that's a very beautiful thing and you don't let I think fads or anything like you treat like you're true to your artistry which makes you i feel like i know the term's overused but like an actual creative original artist right and you're really separating yourself from other people but how have you been tempted and how do you not get tempted by i think fame that's going to come your way and you already have like a hundred thousand monthly listeners that's no easy feat you know I've been I've been I've been busting off just for like 20 listeners and and it's 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 now that you got to that point and your 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 songs have like your top two songs have a million listeners right and and it's like how do you not be like how do you not feed into going back to be like oh wait and start striving for acceptance and still being like you know what they love me because I am who I am and it's only gonna grow so let's just focus yeah. on my lane. So where does that come from? Yeah, that's a good question. I really do think it's community. I think um, I've learned that getting a little bit more of my feet in the industry and learning and getting to know different people and all that stuff, I think it's really easy to feel like a puppet. Like it's really easy to get um, full of yourself and really easy to get obsessed with yourself. But honestly, I think for me, I just think surround yourself with no people. Don't surround yourself with yes people because, and what I mean by no people is I have a lot of friends who love me enough to call me out when I'm not living in my values and to call me out when they think I'm stepping out of line or when I'm getting too full of myself or whatever. They love me enough to say no and they love me enough to disagree. And I think that is probably the truest, one of the most purest, truest forms of love is tough love and being able to say, I love you enough that I recognize you're not being yourself right now like snap out of it basically. And I think it is hard, man, it's hard because, you know, and, and it, it's a balance because these people, it needs to be people that are in your circle and they're going to cheer you on regardless, but also have the ability to say, no, you're wrong. Like you totally messed up there or you're getting too full of yourself or whatever. And it's definitely hard, um, but you just got to have thick skin and you have to learn um, to decipher like, what is love and what is constructive and like, okay, they love me enough that they're going to do this and and learn to accept criticism. Because for me, I am confident that I will never allow myself to get to a place where 
I'm too good for anybody. I mean, I'm no better than anybody else. It's kind of ridiculous that people think that they are. Um, I'm human. And that's my whole brand. Thankfully, my brand holds me accountable, which is we as human beings are more the same than different. So the moment that I try to blame somebody or get annoyed at somebody or think, oh, they're just the worst or whatever, I'm like, well, what's your brand, Gavin? Which is, they're just, they want the same thing that I do, which is to love and to be loved and to belong. And I think that's my moral compass in life. That's my everything. I am always trying to remember that like we are all in the same journey together. And so it's really just surrounding yourself with some tough love people. And that's hard and it's painful, but it's so necessary. And it's just never, I mean, yeah, it's never thinking that you're any better because you have a number next to the amount of, you know, streams that you have on Spotify. Cause that just doesn't, doesn't make me any better at all. So I think it's just keeping those perspective things in line. Thank you so much. This was an epic <laughs> way course. to yes. end our season. Um, oh, thank you so, so much for I'm your time. Absolutely. Totally. So if you guys aren't listening to him already, which you should be, he's on Spotify. <laughs> he has a YouTube account and check out his Instagram for more. And Apple Music. And Apple Music and too. Apple Music, yes. All the streaming platforms. Thank exactly. you. Exactly. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening. What they